it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Welcome back to Sales with Sully. Hi, everyone. This is Scott Sullivan, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes as we wander around the world of sales and marketing, talking about the things that you are interested in. And how do we do that? It's real simple. Right here on Inspired News Radio every week, we go out and take your questions, your comments, your thoughts, anything that you want to put out there at Sales with Sully. That's where we are. All you have to do is stop by any of our social media platforms, Twitter, of course, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, and of course, LinkedIn, or you can always just go to inspirednewsradio.com. Put in your thought, put in your uh, questions, your comments, and we turn those into podcasts every single week. And this week has been rather interesting, actually. We had a couple of comments early on in the week that someone had about personality tests, and we're going to dive into the world of personality tests today, just a little bit, just for a few minutes. I've done a little research. I've had a a few phone calls and, and asked a few guests in the past about their experience with personality tests, and we're going to talk about it right here at Sales with Sully on Inspired News Radio. Thanks for listening, and welcome back. Well, I don't think you could actually talk about personality tests unless you talk about you know, the 900-pound gorilla in the room, and of course, that's uh, Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs is still the number one personality test in uh, the world. And I think, you know, if you do a little history, do a little digging on it, you're going to find it's pretty interesting. It was a mother and daughter. It was actually back in the before the turn of the century in the 1800s when it was created. They didn't have any formal training and they didn't even get to live to see it be a fantastic commercial success, which it has become now, obviously. So it's just uh it's crazy i started looking at some of the numbers uh right now it's over a two billion dollar industry meaning the personality test business there's over two thousand different types of personality tests most of them now are online you can get instant uh, feedback on them uh there are a, just a smattering of companies that are do everything from you know looking at your personality traits and who you are to uh, what type of your your colors that you look good in what type of it just it's amazing the the amounts of data and things that they are collecting but it just it, it really amazed me when I found out that Myers uh, Briggs alone uh, produces or gives out two million personality tests every single year since around 1980 it's been pretty consistent they've been doing about two million assessments every single year and it's just it just absolutely amazed me when we started talking about some of these things um that personality tests that i don't want to I don't want to be uh, negative. I want to be open-minded, and I want to listen to what all of my uh, colleagues are saying and the people that are much smarter than me. But it seems to me is that the personality test is a, at the very best, a guide. It's a, it's a way to take a snapshot in time, like you would do a selfie, 
and know what you're feeling and what your emotions are and where you are kind of at that moment in time. All the research that I've done and everybody that I've talked to seems to lend itself to the fact that it changes rather rapidly. You can have a really good day and your you know testing scores could change. You could have a really you know bad day and your testing scores could change. So it, it's very interesting to look at some of the data and I the question that came back many many times during the course of this week while we were discussing it on social media and having a few phone calls was that you know what would you actually use a personality test for and how would it be part of your sales process or of your uh, team building or all of these other things so if you read the data if you read the propaganda if you read the marketing material for these assessments what you hear is you know you can match up the 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 right personality so that you you don't have two you know over aggressive alphas working in the same product uh, working in the same you know uh, team or working on the same project maybe you need you know, somebody that has more of a, a laid-back accountant kind of style. Maybe you need, you know, what what has been perceived as a as the you know uh, the person who is a driver who who gets things done. The person who maybe is um, the analytical. They'll take all of the data and they'll analyze it just in thirty ways from Sunday and give you back ways of looking at other other ways of looking at that particular data set. Those are all things that the uh, marketing material and the things that they put out on these assessments say that if you do this and you do it consistently, you'll build better teams and you'll have, you know, better, you'll be able to manage people better because you'll know what influences them, you'll know what impacts them, what emotions they have around that particular topic and be able to communicate better with them. Now, I'm not endorsing any particular uh, test or any particular assessment in any way, but I will tell you as I have, have, I have personal experience with living your strengths. It comes from Strengths Finders, and I became a certified coach back in the early 2000s with uh, Strength Finders. So what would, it was a faith-based uh, strength finders assessment it was the same assessment that you would use during the book that was written um, about you know finding your strengths and wh- what it did was is it would then categorize your personality or your your persona into 34 categories and then it would rank those by how they uh, presented themselves to the world through you now did I find it very interesting? Absolutely. Did I find it uh, more self-help maybe than uh, – maybe self-awareness is even a better word? If you read a description of, of yourself, if you read some of these descriptions and you go, oh, that's me exactly, then it reaffirms that that trait in you is there. But what happens when you read something that is – you know, completely like I consider myself to be gregarious, outgoing, uh, you know, life of the party, larger than life. And then if I were to open up my my assessment and it would say you're shy, you're backward, you're you know, you're, you're scared of, of making decisions, all these things that I don't feel that that I am. How does that actually, you know, affect 
my opinion of myself and and the awareness that I have? Is there some underlying subconscious piece that is that this assessment is picking up? Now, if you read the the literature and you do some studying on this, there were there's two schools of thought. They have one that says yes, there's a there's an undertow of of that that you need to be aware of and you need to you know take care of that or you need to nurture that or you need to dampen that down or whatever it happens to be in your particular field or your particular thought process and then the other school of thought is is that it's just an anomaly what happened today is that you know you just were having a bad day in that particular area or something and you probably should reassess uh, take the test again or, or reassess in a few days after you know you've come through whatever it is that you've gone through so the reason why I say that and the reason why I'm bringing all of that up during the the course of this is that the discussions that we had online were um, I don't want to say passionate but they were polarizing there were very different ends of the spectrum because there wasn't a lot of coming together in the middle. There were those that were just 100% this is voodoo, witchcraft, you know, there's nothing there. It's not based in science, uh, or if it is, it's kind of a, a soft science that doesn't really make any sense and we can't really understand it by asking the, you know, 105 questions, how are you really going to know who I am? And then you have the other end of the spectrum that says, you know, this is your subconscious talking to the world through the way that you are perceiving these printed you know words on a page or printed words on a screen so there is those those both schools of thought and there's not a lot of room in the middle because it is pretty polarizing we had some pretty heated discussions online about whether or not you know we should you know embrace this technology pull this in close and use it for you know really how we govern our uh, you know, govern our businesses, how we actually run our business and our, our world. I'm, I'm equating it a little bit to like uh, psychics and, and uh, numerology and horoscopes and you know there's there's a there's enough science based in it that it makes it credible to a large group of people, but yet there's still a lot of of soft science. There's a lot of unknown there's a lot of uh, just kind of soft mushy you know oatmeal kind of feeling thing that leaves a, a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because the the very strong analyticals look at it and they go well there's not enough data there how can you possibly say that works and then the soft and fuzzy and warm and you know cuddly people look at it and go well of course it's perfect it's exactly the way it is that's I, that is that describes me to a t exactly who I am so I think it's sort of a self fulfilling prophecy is that you're going to have two camps because I think you do have different types of personalities. We all know that. We all know uh, who it is that we're talking to and and how how they deal with things as we get to know them, as we spend time with them, as we are, you know, building a real relationship when we, you know, so is this a shortcut? So there was these the several folks online that were talking about this being like a shortcut to get to that. So if you had a group of 100 people and you needed to put them into teams and you had a team that needed to, you know, 
be strong analytical. You needed a team that needed to be strong in selling. You needed a team or gregarious, outgoing, let's say. You needed a team that was strong in you know, empathy and feelings and emotions, then an assessment becomes a a quick way that you can, you know, sort out those emotions and those those feelings in a large group or in a in a group quickly so that you don't have to take the time and the effort to actually, you know, spend weeks, days, months, years getting to know somebody to find out what their real personalities are and how they would react in a certain given situation and those types of things. Now, there are some companies that absolutely swear by it. You know, they 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 do it like a polygraph test. They give it to every employee and they say, you know, this is going to determine the outcome of where you're going to be in our corporation. You know, there are Fortune 500s that swear by it. There's there are companies out there that just won't hire anybody unless they take one of these personality assessments, which that's fine. I mean, if you're using it consistently across the entire uh, workforce, there may be some better benefits to that than trying to do it, you know, on a more arbitrary basis. So the, the thing that I think came out of, of, uh, of this during the course of the week was that using a uh, personality assessment as a tool, bringing it in as part of nothing, nothing different than, you know, maybe a, an aptitude test where you have, you know, somebody take a uh, nut, put a washer on it, put a bolt on it, you know, screw it all the way down, put it in a jar, and count how many, how long it takes to do that 10 times. That aptitude may be a test for, because that dexterity is what they need to complete their job. So we give that aptitude tests to make sure that you know they're, they're going to be successful at the position that we that they're applying for. That made a lot of sense to me when we were talking about that um, as a as a guideline, as a test, as a as a just a part of the hiring process, not the end all to be all. To not make hiring or firing or non hiring decisions based on it, but just being able to say, okay, you've taken the test. That's that's just one piece of. Let's also look at the interview. Let's look at your past experience. Let's look at your references. All of those other things that go along with that, they all carry a weight. So it needs to be kind of put in the same perspective as the rest of the tools that we use for hiring, firing, you know, reprimanding, HR, all it's all a science now. That that whole world is a science. Now, would I like to be able to sit around um, a conference room table and have a plaque in front of everybody and say, you know, I'm emotional, I'm linear thinking, I'm, you know, I'm very empathetic, I am a driver, I know everything, I'm really super smart. I mean, all of whatever these traits and the names are would that would that be great sure as long as there is some basis in reality and that helps everybody that's like saying you know you know i'm wearing a blue shirt but that's great you're wearing a blue shirt but how does that impact me and how does that affect how i communicate with you that's what the purpose of the the assessment was originally started and meant to be is so that we could build you know, better, stronger, faster relationships so that teams would, you know, come together quicker, they would be more effective, they would be able to communicate better, they would be able to the right person would be able to communicate to the to the world versus internally. All of these things that 
the assessment was intended to be. And I think over time, it's kind of morphed into a um, a little bit of a pseudoscience. Now, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm just saying is that I think that the that there's there are some hard sciences behind it and there are some of them out there that are absolutely rock solid built in science versus those that are are maybe a a little more touchy feely or a little bit more on the emotional or empathetic empathetic side so so i think what i'm i'm getting to is that during the course of this week we had a lot of conversation around how do you best utilize how do you best in, insert a personality test into um, into your organization. Well, here's my suggestion. This is sort of what came out through uh, the hours of conversation that we had this week. And the first was get your executive team together and take your own. All of you take the assessment and sit down and actually have a conversation about it. Does this actually, you know, speak to you? Does it actually say this is who I am? I agree with this, you know, primarily 60%, 90%, whatever. I agree with the assessment that this test gave me. I feel when I look at myself in the mirror, this is what I see. But here was the kicker. The kicker was then go around the room and ask everyone else in the room first, before you weigh in on your own opinion of yourself, ask everyone else from a description, you know, if that describes who they are. And here was a really interesting suggestion that came through on social media. How about take all of the personality test answers redact the name off of them you know make them so that you don't know whose test answer it is hang them up on the board of the executive team and have each one of them read without anybody knowing who they are and then write down who they think that person is so you read that you know there's a a strong analytical with uh with a background of empathy and they just are super fantastic people and they're you know they're they're shy and retreating and you look over and you think that's sally and then you you know write down sally's name on the on the test and you go all the way around to the entire room and see how many of them you actually got right how many of them how many of you thought the same person was that person and it turned out to be right or wrong this was a very interesting exercise that we talked about because it's like that that helps give you like that double blind study you have the information now you have to figure out which one of the people that it applies to it was very interesting to have that conversation because then when you actually read your own assessment and now this takes the obviously you'll need a, a moderator you'll need a third party to, to facilitate all of this but then when you read your own assessment, then you give your feedback to the rest of the team as, is this really me? Does this describe me? And how would I feel if someone used this to describe me or use this to further my career or put me on a career path? And this happens a lot in schools, you know, uh, in high school, in grade school, there's a lot of these standard personality tests that are that are supposed to give an insight to the parents as to how their kids are growing up and what, uh, you know, what path they need to be on. Are they, you know, are they suited for this type of career? Are they are they more suited for this type over here? Those are the kind of things that I think we need to just be able to say, 
This is just one of the arrows in my quiver. This is just one of the things that we do. This is just one uh, additional block in this wall that I'm building because this wall that I'm building says, you know, I have a work ethic. Can can that test actually, you know, describe my work ethic? Can that test actually say, you know, that I'm going to show up on, you know, on every day of the week, even when I'm not feeling well, and that I'm going to have this strong work ethic? Am I going to have this, you know, we call it like the responsibility gene? Am I going to take ownership for the mistakes that I make and take credit for the things that I do right? You know, those types of things that come out during these assessments are really important. So the first step in the integration process, I think, as we discussed uh, this week, it was real simple. First, get your core group of people together. Take And, and also, the, the comment was, and I thought this was a really good comment also, is not just do one. Take you know five. Go get, go get five different types of tests. Not maybe just do the you know the Myers Briggs, the DISC, the Strength Finders. Pick the top ten you know and take five of those and buy the test for each of your executive team and and then see also how they compare in when you take the test. If you take them one day apart for five days and then compare the results and see how that comes. There were lots and lots of great suggestions because then what happens is is you can say in a general broad sense of the term, you know, Joe is shy. Okay? Now what does that mean? There's you ask 100 people the definition of shy and you'll get 50 different answers. But generally speaking, you know, Joe is a shy introvert type of person, but does that mean that he's, you know, not suited for certain jobs? Absolutely not. Does that mean he can't come out of that shyness from time to time? No, that doesn't mean that either. That's why it's really important to use it just as a tool, as a part of one of the arrows in your quiver, because there are so many other parts and pieces to a human being than just you know that one piece of personality then the next thing was is they said after we all agreed that after you get the executive team together you take the test or a few tests and you do a double blind study and you you kind of go through it then you figure out what where is this going to play a role within our organization? Are we going to use it as a hiring tool? Are we going to use it as a career advancement part of the career advancement curriculum? Are we going to use it as just a, um, you know, kind of a social thing that says how many of these, you know, how many of you actually feel this is, you know, pretty good? Uh, How many are we going to use it as a self-awareness and a self-improvement and a betterment program where we're going to put this out to the world like if we offered yoga on you know Fridays or if we had uh, you know healthy eating options or if we got a dietitian to come in these could all be parts of of what we offer to our to our customers I mean to our um, employees but also to uh, knowing about our customers and knowing about ourselves so that we can relate that information to our customers or to our clients if I know that Uh, I find out through this assessment or I figure out through my own personal awareness that I am just 
short-tempered and don't like to be on the phone, you know, answering a whole bunch of questions, I'm probably not real suited for, you know, being a customer care agent, you know, being on the phone for 12 hours a day. But I don't think we need the assessment to determine that. I think that's part of just knowing ourselves, and it could be part of simply uh, more self-awareness. But if this test or assessment gets you to a better tool or gets you to a tool to get to a better place, we all think that it's a pretty good idea. It's been a very interesting week talking about personality tests. I hope you've enjoyed you know, chatting about it for a few minutes. I'm anxious to hear your feedback. I would love to have you just log on to at Sales with Sully on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or even uh, LinkedIn. You can go to inspirednewsradio.com. Leave your thoughts. Leave your comments. Let us know. If you like the idea, if you don't, if you have a favorite one, if you have one that has been uh, something that's been you know kind of put out there for you and you're kind of gravitating towards it as a particular assessment or a particular test, I would really like for you to share that with me. Uh, send me a link uh, to, the, to the website. I'd love to check it out. I'd love to do a follow-up on this because I think it's a really interesting topic because it it is very polarizing it's there's not like i said there's not a lot of that room in the middle because there's really two big camps they're either you're either in favor or you're against there's not a lot of lukewarm in the middle so i'd really like to hear your passion i'd really like to hear how you feel about you know the assessments and overall the fact that we're charging for them the fact that there's you know people that you know use these to you know create their own world inside their own corporation because they actually build their own teams from these so i'd love to hear your feedback all you can reach me all the time right here at at sales with sully anywhere that you can find social media you can find me i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart i could not do what i do if it weren't for you the listeners every single week i just i I love listening to your feedback i love building a show around your comments around the things that you ask for the things that are concerning you right now in the sales and marketing world Keep those cards and letters coming, as they say in the old days. I really appreciate you. And don't forget, go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully. Hashtag INR and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening and see you next week.